This is the East Nashville Yacht Club Podcast. My name is Kellen Cole. Sitting here with my main man, the mayor of Madison, Richard Lips. How are you doing this lovely evening? Hey, doing well, man. How about you? Oh, just sitting on a rainbow. Here it is. Hey, we got a uh, special guest in the house tonight. We do. We do, man. Uh, let's welcome to the shop uh, recording artist here from Nashville. Mr. Mike Floss. Yo, 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 what up? Hey, hey, welcome to the show, man. Good to have you back. Yeah, man, it's good to be back, man. You showed more enthusiasm with that than you did on Sway in the Morning. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, no comment. <laughs> Allie, I feel honored, like, he going to come on our show after he's been on Sway. I'm tell you, I was kind of blown away when I saw it. So I first thought it said five days ago. I'm like, damn, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this man making moves. This, yeah. man, this man just came back to town. <laughs> Shout out to Sway, man. That's the OG, man. It was a that was a definitely one of those like, okay, I'm official. I'm a rapper. All right, yeah. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, the part of the interview that I found the most interesting was you talk about. You sound like you really have a love affair with Eminem. <laughs> I was I was taken aback, <laughs> bro. Chill out, bro. <laughs> Sound like you're a big fan. I mean, I, did, I just didn't take you to like like the real slim shady and stuff like that. He's a talented individual. He's a talented individual. I think we could say that. Yeah, I, he's done what he needed to do to sell albums for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for he sure. Did. The king of shock value. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Hey, he went all the way. He found the recipe. Yeah. He yeah. found yeah, the yeah. formula. Zero to 100. He went head first. What was it? The first three or four albums he'd come out, the first single would always be some shocking mm-hmm. song, and then yeah. it'd be something emotional about his family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like then said, he had the recipe. He yep. did. It was. I mean, he was one where you could definitely tell there was a formula like involved with, like, this is how we know how we can sell records. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah. But anyway, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we didn't come here to talk about Eminem. <laughs> no, we did. We brought Mike Flash, uh, Mike Floss on to talk about Mike. Word. Man, so what's been going on, man? Man, I just been, you know, I've been moving through the space a little differently lately. Just um, doing a lot of community organizing work um, with the Black Nashville Assembly, the Southern Movement Committee, putting together a lot of like arts and culture you know uh, uh, integrations to go along with the movement work um but also man just like kind of exploring ways to like approach uh my career differently you know more fashion um more tech uh and and of course recording a lot but yeah just trying to find new ways to, to to keep it interesting you've been working out a lot i have been working out <laughs> So, kind of, yeah. <laughs> you're that was you're that getting some modeling. Oh uh, yeah, no, 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 not, 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 like not too that. interested in that. Okay, but, but just for my own peace of mind and sanity, yeah, working out. A lot. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm with you on that front. Yeah, yeah I saw the, that you were doing stuff with the Black Nashville Assembly. Yeah, and, uh, and I saw the shirts and stuff in the merch, and I was like, man, I really want that. But I also don't want to look like a middle-aged white guy that's now <laughs> appropriating black culture yeah. over here. I don't know if that's the one you want to wear. But we got some. We got some stuff coming that that that, that I could. Feel, yeah, that, that, for, for that you can support. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Just says I'm an advocate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like you guys too. <laughs> yeah, we make sure we don't. We make sure we don't make you look crazy. Thank you. 
So what do you what have you been doing with them? What's your work with the Black Nashville Assembly? You know, give for people who don't know a brief rundown of okay, what it boom. is. Okay, boom. So the Black Nashville Assembly is a uh, political engagement and community organizing project. So it's a project of the Southern Movement Committee, which is the nonprofit organization, which is basically fighting for human rights starting in the uh, southern United States, starting in Tennessee. Um, so SMC, Def Jam, Black Nashville Assembly, Rockefeller, put it that way. So um, basically what we do is we bring black folks together in Nashville with the BNA. Um, I just noticed you did that. The BNA is the acronym. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so with the BNA, we uh, we bring black folks together to talk about the issues, you know, discuss possible solutions and, and create an action plan to yeah. put those solutions in motion. So the Southern Movement Committee is taking that same blueprint and spreading it throughout the state. Yeah, yeah. So who created this? Who whose brainchild was this, or is this something you started? Well, um, I was a part of it. Um, some of the founding members, uh, well, I was one of the founding members, but, excuse me, I got me drinking this, uh, <laughs> the white man's poison. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so in 2020, well, really, it was born out of 2019, so yep. a lot of folks were working with the National People's Budget, if y'all remember that, when like we were fighting for a, uh, a participatory budgeting process, mm. where actual citizens and constituents of the districts get to determine where their tax dollars go. Yeah. Um, That'd be nice. It would be, it seems like it makes sense. Uh, You think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like you should be able to say what you're paying for. But um, basically we noticed that for a plethora of reasons, a lot of black folks become turned off by the space because they don't feel represented. They don't feel like their voices are being heard and they don't feel like they have any um, path to leadership. Mm -hmm. So um, we we got some of the homies together and was like, yo, let's do something that's a black autonomous space to get black folks in the room because we know like we're the ones that have the solutions for our communities because we're experiencing the conditions firsthand. Mm-hmm. So the BNA was born out of that, and the 2020 uprisings also sparked a lot of like that when when the George Floyd situation was going on, the protesting mm-hmm. was going on during the, that the the COVID time, and there was a lot of protests and a lot of uprisings happening in that period. Um, a lot of black folks were looking for a political home. You know, we know a lot of the homies, you know, we say we're, we're a political home for people that can vote, don't vote, or feel like they have nothing to vote for. So, like, a lot of folks got felonies and things like that. They can't vote, but they still want to be politically engaged. Mm-hmm. So we provide a space where they can communicate with, with power and destroy and take power at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know a lot of this, a lot of things which you're mentioning like can gain traction in the beginning, but then kind of what you were, we were talking about music, how to maintain, how to continue the momentum. Yeah. Do y'all have do y'all have kind of like a, a out year plan, like five, 10, 15 yeah. year plan uh, going on? Yeah, something we talk about a lot is is like when you look at the right, or you look at like the 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 white supremacist state of Tennessee, or, or and when I say the state, I mean like the power structure. So when we look at these types of things, you know they're 30, 40, 50, 60 years out executing yeah. they plan. So we like, we got to have a macro vision. Yeah. But um, we're also grassroots organizers, right? So a lot of what we do is front porch conversations. We talk to our people one-on-one. We're bringing people into the space for the first time that have a lot of different ideas that are pulled together from a lot of places that may not be healthy or may be. 
you know, there's a lot of intelligent things to come out. There's a lot of like um, underdeveloped ideas that come forth, but people need a place to to begin. Yeah. You. <laughs> it's the FBI. It's the FBI. We set this down. <laughs> but yeah, he couldn't even finish so, two beers. <laughs> See, they done hacked my hacked my voice. Um, but yeah, so so we just we, we have a macro vision, right? Which that looks like spreading throughout the region. But we know that Nashville is in a very unique position, and Tennessee is in a very unique position. And historically, as Nashville goes, so does the rest of the South. So when you see it's not Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta is more so a, a new concept. Nashville, particularly because it's a transportation hub. So like that all, makes sense. All okay. of the interstates run through Nashville. Gotcha. To move things throughout the country. Okay. So there's a lot of like control because of how important that is to business. So there's that element, but there's also this element of like historic civil rights mm-hmm. happening out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. SNCC comes out of Nashville. You know what I'm saying? Like TSU Freedom Rides, Fist Students, all of that comes out of these HBCUs that are here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And those movements spread to Alabama and to Georgia and to all these different places. And they grow, but Nashville has oftentimes been the birthplace of movement struggle. And that is... Uh that's pretty interesting, man. That uh, yeah. you guys are digging deep into that, and uh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was wondering, like, so just hearing you talk about it, but is it a struggle finding? A lot of times, you find people that are just kind of indifferent in politics and really just don't want to get involved. Well, I think people. I think it's not so much that they're indifferent as much as they are completely like disheartened. You know, that it makes feels sense. like we're fighting this giant that can never lose. Yeah. And what I mean by that, like, I just know, like, a lot of my friends are just like, I'm not following that shit. Just don't follow anything yeah. politically. Yeah. And then also the concept of the word politics. You know, we got to reactivate people's understanding of the word politics because everything is political. You know, it's just are you actively involved in what is being politicized? For? Well, and all politics are local. For sure. Um, I mean, sure. they really are. I don't think I don't know if people realize that, but they're they're, they're all local at some point. Absolutely, and and I, and they exist outside of the electoral process. So the electoral process is kind of like a manifestation of things that happen on the ground. But even outside of like your traditional voting path, you're politically involved. Like rappers are more so advertising tools than they are artists at this point. You know, and those advertising dollars support a corporation, and that corporation has an agenda that typically can 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 uh, connects with the politics of the space that it exists in. I hate how true taxes. you are about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they are advertisers. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're, we're billboards, so it's like, are you being a billboard for something that you actually care about and control or believe and agree with, mm-hmm. or are you just blindly? promoting something and don't realize you're even promoting it right so it's 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 challenging you know and it's it's heady and it's it becomes very heavy and it can get overwhelming and like sound like real like conspiracy theory psycho sometimes but i think oh i can go down a rabbit hole exactly and you probably won't be wrong <laughs> like the crazy thing is we always say this is like the crazy thing is about the conspiracy theories is like they're probably less crazy than what's actually happening like what's the cons- the crazy conspiracy is like if you only knew what they were really doing then you would really <laughs> well, <laughs> so it'd it, be a whole different i'm thing. terrible about and it really to me the the first time that i opened was um when we had the war in bosnia the week of the monica Lewinsky trial mm. and it was like okay 
I'm, <laughs> we're definitely doing something so we don't look over here. And I think that all the time when something's going on, I'm like, all right, what are they keeping my attention right. from Throwing right up now? That smoke screen over there. Yeah, yeah. That I really think that that's always that's a constant in politics. Like, hey, look over here, look over here. For sure. While this going, like, like, did you know we had a big CIA leak? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like that, that, that I, to me, that was, hasn't been anywhere. Yeah, I've barely heard about that. Oh man, yeah, I've heard it. You, you see where they, the person they got? Mm-mm, who? Like some kid? Like he was in the military, and uh, he was apparently was taking pictures uh, of things and and uploading or posting them on uh, Discord and Twitch. What? <laughs> yes, that's wild. That's wild. It was some kid. Yeah, he was like 19, 20, 21, somewhere around. There. He like, he the was government. super young. So the the way it looked, or the way the what I read or what I saw, I don't know if he actually hacked as a supposed like somebody just left stuff out, and he got pictures of it and yeah, put like it on. He was Twitch taking pictures. Yeah, scored. I'm going viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what in the in the middle of his Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 17 run? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know but, that. But, you know, there's conspiracy theories like, man, that there was a fall guy. Like, was it really him that leaked, right, leaked right, the info? Right, right. So yeah, yeah. it's all that now. I got the last conspiracy I got really into was it was the CIA accidentally killed uh, JFK. <laughs> accidentally? Accidentally. They didn't mean to shoot Pat, but they shot him on accident to try to shoot. Who was they trying to shoot? Lee Harvey Oswald. Wait. <laughs> so the Secret Service accidentally shot JFK trying to get to Lee Harvey. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm not going for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a second shooter. It's possible. Right. This is Anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think we landed on the moon? No. I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think we landed How on the moon. You didn't think that. Because we were in a race with the Russians, man. The technology, they were running on an Atari. To get to space. There ain't no way. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because they sending like seven astronauts to the moon again or something now. And they said they just going to circle around it. They're not going to land. I think we could land on it now. You don't think we could land on it still? I think we could. I think they, I think they know something about the moon that we don't know. The hell does if that they, mean? It, <laughs> <laughs> let me explain. I think, see, you know what? Maybe I'm saying too much. <laughs> Just drink your butt <laughs> Why they ain't been back? How you go somewhere one time ever? And never go. Never it, go back. Because it was the moon. And nobody go. Nobody went. That's it. We were done. We saw the moon. We're Come good. on. I bro. went to Lafayette, Tennessee one time. That's all I needed. I've only been to Disney. <laughs> so World you know once. something about Lafayette? We don't know about. That's what I'm saying. That's all I need to know. Ain't no reason. You say I ain't going back. I don't think they landed in Lafayette. <laughs> ain't nothing. Ain't nothing to see. <laughs> ain't nothing in Lafayette. Ain't nothing. They're the only place with Mexican restaurants. It's in a dry county, so no margaritas. Nothing. Wow. That's wow. That tell me that ain't conspiracy. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Something in the jalapenos, bro. But I don't think that uh yeah, I don't think we land on the moon. You think we land on the moon? Yeah. Dude, that your fucking phone is more technologically advanced than that. If we landed rocket. on the moon, they would have been selling tickets to the moon a long time ago. 
do you know how much money they would have to spend back then <laughs> to to make that happen? Even now, that's true. Even now, uh, uh, SpaceX, uh, you know, Elon oh, Musk, yeah, yeah, they, what are they what are they paying for that? Oh, a shitload. It's like four hundred thousand. Yeah, that's like a shitload. That equals a shitload. Yeah, <laughs> for somebody to take a trip <laughs> out of space, was it four hundred thousand? Nah, I thought it was something stupid. Four hundred thousand dollars to go to space for a yeah. billionaire? That ain't nothing. No, that's pocket change for them. Tell me that ain't a flex. Beyonce, what? Beyonce doing that show on the moon. So, bro. so if you think <laughs> they've been to the moon, Beyonce doing that show on the moon. If you think it's a flex to go somewhere in Doctor Scrubs, just like a, <laughs> like walk around the mall in Scrubs, tell me I ain't a flex to walk around in an astronaut suit. <laughs> On the moon, bro. On the if they moon. could do that, we would have seen pictures of Elon chilling on the moon eating a sandwich. That really would be just like the uh, most elite. Yeah, just it, doing that. Yeah, There's it, not, it will be the mega rich reptilians <laughs> sitting on the moon. The Bilderbergs. Yeah, yeah. all of them. They'd be sitting on the moon, you know, chopping it up, advertising product. Crazy. The all official, throwing up that pyramid. The all throwing up that pyramid moon. logo. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Doing the secret handshake. <laughs> the Illuminati. I'm with all of that, bro. <laughs> the Illuminati. So you been making any new music? Oh, you I got a show been. coming up too. We got a show on this Friday, man. On uh, April, uh what's, what month is this? April. We're in April. It's, it's April. Okay, April 21st. April's yeah. not. We got either. a show. And the meet and three tour. <laughs> It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. April's not real. Uh, the meet and three tour, though, man. We launching in Nashville. We uh, tour in Tennessee. Um, the Southern Movement Committee is putting together this. Man, tour. I love that name too. I it's thought fire, that was right? a, man. I thought that I was even like looking at the ad and stuff. I was like, that's great. Whoever yeah. came up with this, that's really good. Yeah, man, it's, it's good work from the team. Um, but yeah, we traveling throughout Tennessee and just engaging with our folks and also showcasing some really fire music that comes out of the state. So, yeah. Um, it's going to be at the Blue Room, 8 o'clock. If you ain't got your tickets, get your tickets. You know, pull up on your boy. I'm going to be in there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Who all else is going to be there? Man, we shout got... Out, shout out everybody we got, that. We got a crazy lineup, bro. We got Ro Marquez, Chuck Indigo, Yours Trigger J, DJ Afro Sheen, DJ True Star, um, Savvy, Mike Floss, and uh, also we got some we got some special guests popping out too. So it's gonna be it's gonna mm-hmm. be pretty fire. It's not gonna be Young Buck, is it? You know, I don't have his phone number. <laughs> I, I don't have his number. Um, if I did, you know, it might be, but unfortunately, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Does Young Buck even live in Nashville anymore? Yeah, he be here. He's still here. <laughs> we be seeing him. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Damn. So when you messaged about you were bringing somebody and you didn't say the name, we was like, "Ask be Young Buck." <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> so yeah, we kept talking. If I walked in here with Buck, young Buck. Oh, I'm the I'm the new king. If I walk in here with Buck, that would have been legendary. So when uh when I worked at a record store, I was 1920. So this is 20 years ago. Um the in we had one in store the entire time I worked there. I worked there for a little over a year, and it was Young Buck and Detay. Wow. And they were just coming out with the album. And yeah. I remember like thinking when they came in, I'm like, who the hell is this? <laughs> Cause I never I'd never heard of it and then like the album came out and uh and Young Buck had like like this hat on like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. I beg your pardon. And I was, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And I was just like, man. Is there pictures of this? No, we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, my bad. You had to make every picture count back then. <laughs> you had, to, so, had to dispose of them? Yeah. yeah. 
So we had to wind up. But I still remember. I still remember he had like this Raiden hat on. I was like, man, you gotta be pretty confident to wear one of those out and about. It's a ballsy move. I like that. Is that is. But uh, I remember thinking that. And then after I saw him on TV and I actually heard him uh, rap, I was like, damn, he is really good. <laughs> He's super. No, nah, Buck is a, like, I've never been in the studio with him, but with the guys that I know that have done sessions with Buck, they're like, yo, bro's a machine. He's legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, so where's the studio at? It's got to be South Nashville, I guess it would be. That's where most I of mean, them are. I mean, it'd be different studios. Just, oh, Atlanta, yeah, I got you, I got be, you. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. never mind. So he doesn't own one in town, you're saying? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. So where do you typically record at? At the crib. Everybody at the at the house. Ain't nobody paying for studio time no more. That's the thing of the past. It is crazy how good quality you can do without going anywhere. Drake talked about how most of his albums are on the bus. You don't it don't take much. I mean the tech is there. You know, you get a mic and a good little like some soundproofing padding. You good. You in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like we were talking about earlier before the, the show about how it's easier to get into music now and it's cause mm-hmm. of stuff like that. Just yeah. The technology's made it so much yeah, easier. And it's cheap. It's you know, cheap, and then yeah. also like the creative freedom you have as far as like you don't have to have a super polished radio ready type of mix. You can have a gritty record do well on the internet. Like yeah. sometimes people go to the big studios and stuff trying to get that sound of like I want it to sound like I'm in my homeboy's closet next to the coach. <laughs> like I wanted to have that grit. Yeah. And I mean, you listen to like Earl Sweatshirt or you listen to like some of the guys like Freddie Gibbs. You listen yeah. to these folks I love mixes. Freddie Gibbs. They're not super like the they're not the super Beyonce Drake yeah. superstar mix. So it's like if the music is fire, it's fire. Nobody cares if it's if it's I gotta perfect. tell a story just because he said Earl sweatshirt. We were uh, he was on the radio. And I was with my son, and uh, I was telling him, I was like, "Oh, you like Earl sweatshirt? I like Earl sweatshirt." He goes, "Nah, he sounds like he's on Xanax." <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like, first off, you're 12. I don't know how you know what somebody on Xanax sounds. Yeah, how do you know that? <laughs> but secondly, eh, maybe interesting take. Interesting take. The best description of any rapper I've ever heard in my life was Meek Mill. And somebody said, Meek Mill sounds like he's yelling at a fast food drive through <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hard. I gotta start you know thinking, what I'm talking about, I got to start thinking like that when I want that energy on the track. Be like, Dang. fast food. Yeah. Start yelling. That's hey, all. Start hear me. yelling. I like hear me. it. I like it. Oh man, I, that's probably the most like ratchet chorus I love is to to uh, monster where he says the money turn uh, the uh, noodles into pasta, the oh, money yeah, turned yeah, the yeah, tuna yeah. into lobster. <laughs> <laughs> he was sliding on that. He was sliding. Oh, on it's that. terrible, but it's great. No, it's, it's terrible. But it, it's no, great. I disagree with you. It's fire. You just think it's great? I think it's great. That's fire. It's so it feels so good, like when you hear it and say it. That's what I think about a lot of times, too, is like I'm writing it from my perspective, but I'm also writing it like, does this feel good to say if I'm not me? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm somebody standing in the crowd, do I want to yell this? That's thing? a yeah. cool way to look at yeah. it. That's a really cool way to look yeah. at it. So who was the first rapper that got you into wanting to make Ooh, music? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to give you a deep cut, and then I'm going to give you something that you probably don't Eminem. Like. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Got him. <laughs> I'm going to give you a deep cut. <laughs> and I'm going to give you something you may have heard of. Okay. So, 
Blazing Crisis, right? So I went to Born Again Church on West Trinity Lane growing up. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a gospel rap duo at church called Blazing Crisis. And we wasn't allowed to listen to rap in my house. It was super like Christian, mm-hmm. jazz, gospel, instrumental, classical. <laughs> Your dad's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's a heck of a musician, man. Yeah, yeah, he's heavy. Um, but yeah, so we wasn't doing the rap music in the crib, so I had to sneak and listen to rap music, but Blazing Crisis came out and it was gospel rap. Yeah. And I was like, the pastor, I, they performed at church one time and I'm down in the front row like I'm at a real show. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> what is this? Why is this? Everyone's cool with this? We can do this? <laughs> so the pastor sees me after church and gives me a CD. Like, I saw how much you were enjoying this. I'm yeah. like, you should have this. Just take it. I, it was like eight songs. I listened to it frontwards and backwards, memorized everything. It was like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. But that just unlocked me being like, I have to go listen to all the rap that there is. I have to find all of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My sister... You just fell in love with it. How old were you I fell you in love with it. I was nine, ten, yeah. something like this. Mm-hmm. Now, you couldn't even listen to one-on-one back then. I had to sneak. I had to listen to it quiet. You got to turn it. You got to turn it real long. Uh, but um, but we was listening to Kirk Franklin, Fred yeah. Hammond. We was yeah. listening to that. that. But... Um, my sister had these burnt CDs mm-hmm. you know, with a Sharpie on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she was like, oh, she's like, oh, you like rap music? She was like, oh, you don't even know about rap music for real, huh? Like she's realizing how much younger I am yeah. than she is. So she's like, yo, I'm going to put you on. Take this. She gave me two CDs. One was Common B. Oh, that's the, such a good album. And the other one was Little Brother, The Minstrel Show. Yep. And I was like, my brain exploded. I remember it was a Saturday. At this time, I had won a CD player from church. I won a CD player from uh, a Christmas raffle giveaway yeah. they did at church. So I'm cleaning the tub while my mama, it's one of them situations my mama said, that bathroom better be clean yeah. when I get home. <laughs> she leaves. So I got the CD player. My sister done gave me two burnt CDs, so it's on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in the tub with the, with the Comet. In the brush. <laughs> that comet. That comet. <laughs> With that green can of comet. Hey, I still use it. Hey, it worked. <laughs> if it ain't broke. So I'm in there cleaning. I'm good. I'm, I'm in there cleaning, and uh, I cut on B, and the bass line comes on, and boom, I'm just. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he hasn't. He doesn't rap for like 60 seconds. Yeah. And it's just, I'm just like. I can't handle the anticipation. I'm like shivering, <laughs> cleaning the tub. And I just played it over and over again in the minstrel show. And it's show. like a stand-up bass, too. Oh, man. It's crazy. And then that's what got me into Kanye. Yeah. Most, I, I fell in love with most. Most of was my favorite rapper for a long time. You know, that was the first album that got me into Kanye, really. was. I mean, and he's not really even known for that album. But that was the first yeah. album where Common signed with good music. And yeah, Kanye yeah, did yeah. most of the production on yeah. it. Yeah, yep. And, I uh, had I went and bought from CD Warehouse. I went and bought. I saved up my twelve dollars and I went and bought the CD DVD combo pack. It had like a thirty minute uh, interview with Sway and Common on it. Yeah. <laughs> so when I went on Sway in the morning, I'm like, nigga, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you go way back. <laughs> and here he is bringing up the Grand Ole Opry. Right, right, right. I'm like this is not what I expected. <laughs> but I. But okay, cool, cool, cool. We'll accept it. It's still Sway. And we love him. Yeah, that that is. That's one of my all time. Did, did you ever listen to uh, Like Water for Chocolate? 
Of course, every it's common album that ever common. came out, even yep. Electric Circus, all of them, all them Common's albums. Good man, he is good. good. Legend. Can I and borrow? Can I borrow a dollar? I went back to the early. You used to love her, man. That's no. such a that just a deep, on, beautiful man. lyrics mm-hmm. to that song. And it was like as a as a kid when you discovering discovering nineties rap is like one of the most fulfilling experiences. Like. As a music head, because it's like there was something I don't know what it was about '90s hip hop, mm-hmm. but there was something that was just so refreshing and real and raw. Well, they were still learning. Yeah, yeah, it was, they were still creating it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I yeah. mean, there wasn't a blueprint or anything. They were still, mm-hmm. still, yeah, still yeah. learning. And the first time I heard Illmatic, I was probably like Illmatic, such a nineteen. Album. Yeah, and I'm like, this has been happening the whole I'm time. What? <laughs> and it's still killing albums that's out today. Still, and I'm like, still. I got young homies that's discovering Illmatic right now, and it's they're freaking out it's about it. It's such a good album. Right. And he classic. was what seventeen or something when he made that record. I, don't, I can't remember how old he was, but he was young. He was young. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, Straight look, out the dungeons rap. He looks exactly the same age. Nas yeah. ain't aged a minute. <laughs> yeah. Him and Pharrell. But Pharrell <laughs> hasn't aged either. No, man. No. Uh, my folks went to it's about a Nas story. My, my folks went to uh, Alabama State, and okay. so um, Kylie from from first first memory to to college, I was always going to the uh, Turkey Day Classic. It was Alabama State against Tuskegee. Big, okay, big rivalry. Oh yeah, man. Uh, it was a close. I can't remember what year it was, but it was a close game. Tuskegee ended up winning like on the on the last play. And uh like it was so intense, like they started fighting on the field. Like that that's how that's how bad it was. Wow. But you know, Tuskegee ended up winning. And then so they were fighting, like coaches were fighting. Y'all, I'm t- <laughs> serious, serious. That's hard. Like, was, so then like when they finally got everybody separated, Tuskegee <laughs> band started playing Nas Hate Me Now. Wow. <laughs> that was it. That was the coldest thing I, I I've ever heard. <laughs> at a I band. bet the whole crowd made a oh, dude. When they played it, I, I put my hand on my mouth and said, "No, <laughs> I'm they got say, us." Because <laughs> you know, I was in a marching band for four years at Pearl Cone, and uh, I will say, marching band is the most violent, non-violent <laughs> art form that exists, bro. They think battle rap is tough. No, marching band. What'd you play? Trumpet. Okay. Sec- Section leader for two years. Okay. You know what I'm saying put respect on my name. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine why somebody in the band would be mean mugging somebody else across the way in that uniform? In that uniform, you want to know the most looking hard. You want to know the most treacherous? You don't want to try them. They play the symbols. I'm telling you, symbols. the symbols. The, they used to call, and then and then some people play with the 20s. I was gonna say who was, who and then was, they had a twenty-four inch symbols. If they mm-hmm. got some twenty-fours, you don't want to try them. You don't want to mess with it. Was Pearl's rival? Was it Stratford? White's Creek? White's Creek. Yep. I rem- so no Stratford was Maplewood. Uh, I remember when Stratford came to Glencliff to a game, and uh, that was the one game where nobody left. They like everybody watched <laughs> the band play. It's real. It was totally different. Yeah. It was completely different it's from dude. That's that's why folks go to HBCU football games. It Ooh. wasn't for the for the football. We could care less about the football. Games. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he was talking about that, like how nobody would really watch the game. No, it's about no. the band, bro. About the band. <laughs> that's what it is. Man, and folks will show and up. We'll, and we'll fight. 
and we'll we'll come on your bus and we'll tear. That's why you don't want to. I'm telling you, they cut you with them symbols. They'll hit you with the symbol. They'll hit you with a drum. Like it's re- it's real. It's a it's real. Like it's active. Who was your drum major? Oh, we had a few drum majors. They wouldn't let me be drum major. Did you I was try? Very upset. My band my band director told me. He said, "I don't care if you make it." You're not gonna be drum major because we need horn players. Uh-huh. He's like, you play too well. I need you to run the trumpet section. Yeah. He's like, so you're never gonna be a drum major. I was like, <laughs> I'm transferring, bro. I was furious, <laughs> bro. But you know, I took one for the team and played my part. But we had a uh, man. We had a bunch. Of, we had this girl named Alicia. I was surprised they tried to get you out on the football team being tall. <laughs> They they uh they tried to get me nah somewhat but Pearls my always body had a good was small foot. my body was real small like was I probably it? weighed 120 pounds like, well that sounds like a high school kid yeah <laughs> but they was, was some big boys on that Pearl had some Pearl well Pearls yeah. always had legit program that's yeah. the, and that's the one where I still wonder with Metro I'm like how is Pearl still like I know John Henry like John uh, uh, Henderson still gives money over there mm-hmm. but I mean. Uh, they still keep a good program, man. Yeah, yeah. It was man. like like two, three years ago. They had three SEC recruits on the bro, team. It, we were real deal over here mm-hmm. now, but nobody else does that. Nobody else in Metro does that. Well, say the now, East, East is popping up now. East is does have some good. Yeah, like uh, over the last couple of years, their basketball and football teams. Well, East, when, they got a big alumni game coming up too. Do they? Yeah, yeah. When I was uh, well, when I was in high school at Glencliff, we had um, we had three guys on the team. Go to the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we had a legit team. We went undefeated in 99. And then um, there was, like, a, but there was a bunch of teams in Metro that were good. There was Antioch always had good teams. Antioch had good teams, yeah. Antioch would. Uh, we would. Um, Pearl always had a good team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. McGavick used to have some good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's a weird thing that Metro just. I think it was Coach Fisher, Marcus Fishdrill Sr., that like he really made that football program have statewide notoriety, and it yeah. just kind of carried over from Stratford those had some teams. Stratford had some teams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Maplewood won basketball championship. That's about to say ago. basketball. Maplewood was uh, really good, and, and this is when I was uh, when I moved to Nashville. I moved in 07 and like they they had some good teams then, or you know before then. I remember playing Maplewood. I was on the basketball team at Pearl too. Man, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it gets real. Any of them schools, you got, like, Weiss Creek, Stratford, yeah. Pearl Cone, uh, uh, Maplewood. Like, any of those four, mm-hmm. it's going to be, a, it's going to be, yeah. it's somewhat beef, but yeah. it's like Pearl and Weiss Creek for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, I grew up on the south side, so it was always Glencliff, Antioch, Overton. Overton, we used to hate playing Overton. Oh my God, they would let them foul all day long <laughs> and not call like to nothing. Everybody hated Overton. Oh my God, they had to be paying the refs, bro. <laughs> yeah. I still feel like that. Like it, they would get away with murder. Yeah, everybody hated Overton. <laughs> they had a good basketball program. Though. They had a good. Uh, they had a really good wrestling team. Their wrestling team was ridiculous. Oh yeah, they would go for state championships and stuff. Oh they, wow, I didn't know that. Man, I know it's a, a, a different school, but MLK always I've heard oh, always MLK. had good basketball. When I went program. to MLK, the, so we didn't have a football team. No, so the basketball games were just. Awesome. They were where, unbelievable. where did they play their basketball games? When? Where? Oh, in the gym. We had a they gym. They actually had a yeah, gym. Yeah, it was yeah. the old gym. Oh, so no, they had good basketball programs. Yeah. ML, so MLK Doc was Shelton? the MLK was the original uh, was the original cone. 
or was it Pearl? It, it was, was Pearl. It was Pearl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was okay, Cone? Okay. So Cone was um, so they integrated. So yeah. Pearl was the black school. Pearl yeah. was the only black high school in the area. It, Pearl's like right in the middle of the project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right MLK next to Joe was. Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Johnson. Right so, there. so Cone they integrated Pearl with Cone, and that's when they moved it to the the new building. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. gotcha but gotcha. yeah, MLK was. Um, we played in the gym still. It was a tiny gym. It wasn't like a real yeah, big gym or thought, nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're landlocked as they can be, man. Yeah. There was so there was no. I think they play football now. They've they've do have football, but they can like combine with some other metro school or well, something. Like, so like NSA didn't have football, but they played Mm-mm. for Pearl. Okay. Pearl Cone. Gotcha. So MLK may not have a football team. They don't. But they may have their kids play for. They play somewhere else. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the school is. Gotcha. I don't either. Gotcha. But they play somewhere else. It didn't used to be that. So when I went there, there was just no football. Period. It wasn't even right. like go right. play yeah, anywhere. Yeah. The basketball team was always good. Basketball and wrestling were always good when yeah, I went okay. there. Was Doc Shelton the basketball coach when you was there? Mm-hmm. That's a psycho. That's a psychopath. <laughs> he he gonna they gonna be the most in shape team. Yeah, that's what I heard. Seen. That's what I heard. He had, he had them boys playing in Chuck Taylors in two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight. Chuck Taylors. My favorite chant. We would talk so much shit. We would just chant. It was like we just we didn't even come to the games. We just wanted to chant. Just chant. And uh, I always loved when we'd go start uh, go start the bus. <laughs> Every time it was a big lead, it was about over. We'd start chanting, go start the bus. That's fire. That's fire. Man, uh, like I said, I moved up in 07. Uh, like I, I'm a big sports junkie, so I, I would just go just watch high school basketball, football, whatever. But I remember um, the, the first time I went to McGavick and um, I was watching – and then it was uh, during the timeout, and they actually had somebody, you know, running the ox there. <laughs> I don't oh, think wow. I've ever heard that. Like we, we nobody did that back home. Like you know, the cheerleaders came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, but they had the ox. And, oh yeah, they playing Boosie and Webby in yeah, the middle of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but this particular time was the uh, the first time I actually heard a Yo Gotti song. And oh, it, wow. it was his big hit, like back from uh, 06. Yes. Yeah. And the way the crowd reacted when that song came <laughs> on, I was like, whoa, what is as soon going as on? The horns come on, it's a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, man, I, I, as, soon as, I, as soon as I heard that, I said, all right, man, I, I got to I gotta find it. I got to find it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but it was it was crazy because that, that was that was Tennessee then. That yeah. was Tennessee. And it was that worked, Memphis sound. He worked that record for so many years before it cracked. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, people was like, yo, we've been hearing this song for three years and yeah. it just hit yeah. radio three years yeah. after the song being out. I was like, oh, okay. You got to stick with it. Once you got one, yeah. you got to believe hey, it. The way that, I'm telling you, the way that crowd react, I mean, he he had he had a stranglehold on Tennessee. Oh, no, trust. That was, we played that in marching band. Like, that yep. was like, <laughs> you make it to the marching band playlist, you got to hit. <laughs> you got to hit. What were we talking about? What song? Uh, That's what's up. Yo, got it. Oh, yeah. I was telling him, I said, when um, the first time I went to a McGavick basketball game, they were playing, they played that during a timeout. And the crowd went nuts when the when the guy played it. Like there was a guy running the ox during the during timeouts during halftime. Like it was almost like a DJ at the basketball game. Yeah. And uh, when that when that song came on, like the the way the crowd reacted, I said, "Oh man, I got I got to find out who this is." Do they still do halftimers at uh, Metro School? Did y'all have halftimers in football? So we had them in basketball. That was like what we called the dance team was the halftime. I know we got majorettes. Okay, so we, we call had them. halftimers too. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, so I, I remember ours. Uh, they, <laughs> the three songs I remembered them dancing to more than anything else was Cell Therapy by Goody Mob, Elevators by Outkast. Wow. And uh, Make Them Say, they played Make Them Say Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? So I was trying to, uh, you know, I make beats now and everything. So I'm trying to flip Make Them Say Uh, the horns for Make Them Say Uh. It's like, man, I can't pull the horns off of the. So I'm like, is this a sample? I go digging. Why hasn't somebody sampled that? That's a good question. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. No, go ahead. But I was like, this if we can flip this and make it new, this will be a crazy record. That's a great idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a Sugar Hill Gang sample. Is it really? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you what it is. It's dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, Tonto, jump on it. That's Give the song. That's the sample. It's them same horns. That dun, but, but Master P's is dun, 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 dun. It's those exact uh, same horns. Is that Beats by the Pound? They had to have done it. They did everything else for them. I don't know. It might be. I mean, that was their in-house DJs. It might be. I'm not sure. That's one, too. They always wondered, like, man, for how many hits Beats by the Pound did, and they just disappeared. But that was a big thing in rap. You'd have, like, a producer be big for a while. Yeah. And then just dis Timbaland. Just, I, he doesn't make songs for anybody anymore. Well, what, does he? Maybe he just retired. Yeah, I was like, why? Well, I think eventually, <laughs> well, I think eventually they all just kind of, like, fade, fade the sun. well, there's fads. There's fads. Like, Lil John was a fad. Like, the, uh, okay, hold on. I feel like you're being disrespectful. <laughs> you cannot. Oh, call, so I should say fad, but, okay, but yeah. hip hop. So hip hop and rap moves fast. It's For always sure. about what's new, what's new, and finding the next new thing. Right. So it moves really fast. I think it moves faster in most types of music as far as. It's the newest concerned. genre, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Metro Boomin's going to be the next one. So that's like. For this generation, that might be their Timbaland or Neptunes or whatever. Yeah. Or Mike Will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So something like that's probably, yes, it's a hit now, but it's going to, it'll probably move on to whoever the but next I, one is. But to me, I think it's just kind of like these guys just, they get to a point to where, all right, man, I, I, I think I did. I'm done. Yeah. I've done enough. Yeah. I mean, like you were talking about Pharrell, like he's still moving stuff. Yeah. For I mean, he 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 has tons of his. He's we, produced we was at the, so um, many. We was at Rumble. Chad poor Chad Hugo. Mm -hmm. Here's the Chad Hugo. <laughs> the Neptunes. A genius. Yes. They said Chad is a genius. Did you see the documentary they had? Mm -mm. They were talking about uh uh you know growing up in Virginia and like he stayed a couple block uh, blocks from Timberland. So, oh yeah, that was all there. Missy too. Yeah, I was about to yep. say that Virginia Beach area doesn't yes, get enough yes. love for how no, much music mm -hmm. came out of there. Teddy yeah. Riley was from Teddy there. Exactly. Teddy Riley about, was uh, really Justin one Timberlake made a whole you know trip up there you know for mm -hmm. his first album. To my they uh. I think they produced that album. I think he said in like two or three weeks. Dude, there was a ton of people from yes. that Virginia Beach area. Yeah, uh, a, and those are really the the ones. Yes, like the yeah. ones that created a sound that ain't nobody heard before. Missy no. Elliott been no. able to duplicate. No, like no. But but like you were talking about, like some of those those sounds that come out are still kind of real relevant today. Absolutely. Like you you wouldn't you wouldn't think those were made twenty years ago. But then, like you, so you're saying they sound ageless? 
Yes. Let me tell you Unlike, something. Unlike uh, your boy you just said. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Metro? No, no, no. Uh, God dang it. Eminem? You, you just said, you just said uh, third down for what? <laughs> oh, Lil John. You can tell when his sound came out. Like, you know the area with his sound. Yeah. I hate to agree with you on that because I do really like Lil John. But I'm just saying, you know the era. As soon as you hear that song, you know the era. What's but, your favorite Lil John beat? Uh... Well, it's gonna be damn by Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> damn. If you don't give a no, we don't give a fuck. That's the yeah, one. yeah, that's, that's the a one. good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm gonna say that or yeah by Usher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty legendary. Yeah. Pretty legendary. I mean that energy though. I think that energy is definitely back. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear like a stick by Dreamville. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Stick is straight up mm-hmm. Lil John Eastside Boys type of like, yeah. chant mosh pit. Like they were the first ones I feel like, at least in my David Banner too. David yeah, like that that whole era of like extreme energy. Like yeah. just the, the yeah. rager type music. Mm-hmm. Travis Scott comes from that energy of like the sound is totally different, but that energy is so infectious. I don't know where we got on that. <laughs> so you were talking about producing your own music. I think that's how we did yeah. it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was trying to flip Master P. Yeah, for sure. You were sure. talking about yeah, Master yeah, yeah. P. That's so, what it was. Yeah. So talking about that, talking about that, can, can you explain like to to regular people like how how folks will pull sounds from different from different music, like. I can't yeah, go. On, I can't go on Spotify, download, or you know, copy a, a song from Spotify and just pull pieces out. Like, what yeah. are what what masters are you grabbing, or where do you, where are you getting that to where you could just pull the horns from one song or the the keys from one song? It's moments. You know what I'm saying? It's moments in the record. Like there may be a moment in the record where they cut the beat out, oh, and okay. it's just the vocal. You know what I'm saying so. It's okay, like so you're not seconds. so you're not getting a whole master or no. the master to where they got yeah. like forty different. Hey, look, 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 man. We ain't got that kind <laughs> I'm of. I'm just budget. saying. I'm just saying. We ain't got that kind of. Budget I'm just over here. saying. I'm just I mean, you saying. can get the stems. So they call it stems. So basically, you know, every instrument is recorded yes. on a separate track. Yes. Yes. So mm-hmm. you got horn track, drum track, piano track, blah blah blah. Yeah. So some people got the ability to go in the archive and get the stems, but for us, it's like we look for those moments where we can grab that one thing that's why I know the Sugar Hill Gang record because yeah. there's a moment in that record where it's just that one horn hit yeah. and it's one second but it's clean yeah and you can you can just cut it yeah and and duplicate it and that's what Master P and then I was about to say like how yeah. good of an ear do you have to have to hear that small of a sample and think I could do something with that I think I think that comes from like my background in music and like being in the band and, mm-hmm. and knowing what to look for mm-hmm. and also it's an emotional thing it's like I, f- I feel it's something crazy. when I hear this yeah. moment yeah. so let me grab it and just start yeah. playing around with it to yeah. me that's that's crazy how people can do that have an ear like that yeah oh the, the like the turntable albums where there's like crazy amounts of samples like De La Soul had like that was the whole thing with why they couldn't release their albums because they couldn't clear all the samples and it's all of them drum breaks so like in a lot of them records they're pulling that drum break where the drummer does a solo but we just need that four bars of uh that drum and we loop it for three minutes yeah Yeah, Prince Paul was like he was crazy Mm -hmm. with the stuff he could do with that but that there was an album by the Avalanches it was this DJ group from um Australia, there was like six of them, and it was the most sampled album in history. And like, they couldn't even list 
all these samples they were using and stuff. And like people couldn't yeah. even figure out. Mm-hmm. But to have that type of ear where like you could just hear just random albums and think, okay, I could use this and put this here yeah. or this right here. Like that's that to me, when people talk about like vinyl DJs or like DJs mm-hmm. using stuff like that, they don't get the credit for how good of a musician they are. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you gotta it's a feeling to it. And you gotta kinda know it's like I'm going to bring it back. I'm about to bring it full circle for y'all. So it's meet and three tour, right? So it's like, it's a reason why the macaroni and cheese hit with the yams. You know what I'm saying? It's like the salty and the sweet. It's like certain things you know that these two things work really, really well Mm -hmm. together. And I think like Nashville's kind of in a place now where- Look at you. That's where, (laughs) hey, hey, homemade media training, baby. Homemade. Uh, but yeah, like so, like Nashville's in a place where like a lot of the musicians are really they're seasoned to that point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're really good at that. Like Chuck Indigo, who's on the show this coming Friday, he's like he'll sing, yeah. play keys, rap, and and give you a, a damn near a, st- a stand up set in the middle of his show, and then take his shirt off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's gonna be it's it's like people, he's an entertainer. Yeah, you have he's these things, but you know like these things work well yeah. together. It's not yeah. just like this random combination of stuff you threw at the wall. It's like very curated and very niche mm-hmm. down to where it's like this is what works. And I think eventually, like you don't even like you say right now, like how do you have the ear to do that? I don't think it's even. I think it's once you know yourself and you know what you like. Yeah. All you have to do is believe in that, and then yeah. it works. So is this going to be like a one-off tour? Or is this something where y'all are thinking about taking it and doing more with it? So we're doing. So we're gonna go through Tennessee first, right? And at the goal, of course, because the political engagement is a big component of what this is. So getting. So it's people, not just about the music. It's not just the music, although the music is extremely important. Right. But it, the the music is kind of the catalyst for building community and mm-hmm. for getting people to essentially talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? We live in this, we live in a time right now where like just talking to the people next to you is kind of rare. You know, we, we be around people all the time and never speak to them. Like we yeah. got neighbors that we don't know. Looking down at our phones on the, exactly. On the plane. Exactly. Or, like we don't really experience life with each other. So that's a big part of the, the engagement piece. But also knowing like, yo, if all of us work together, which is why the show has so many artists on it, is to present that concept of like, if we all work together, now this is something special. You know what I'm saying? If I do one show and everybody just comes, cool. If Chuck does a show and everybody comes, cool. But if we all on the same show together, that looks a lot different, you know. Then and you got all your people coming there too, and everything. So you're melding these audiences as exactly. well. Exactly. So now we have all of these new connections that get made, all these new relationships yep. that get birthed out of this moment because we decided to be together intentionally. And I think that's where our strength lies. You know, our strength lies in coming together. So are you going to be like an MC or or just a performer? I'm just performing. So you're not like hosting or nothing. Nah, like that. nah. Okay. Nah, nah. Who's hosting it? Ain't no host. Ain't no host. Yeah, yeah. Like, who's bringing y'all on stage? Like, hey, we bringing us on stage. It's gonna be. What about me? Can I be? Come to the show on the twenty first. You can bring out that new merch that's for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere. This is our inclusive ally merch. (laughs) (laughs) Our our inclusivity merch. (laughs) We're hitting our quotas. I'll come out drinking a Bud Light. Hey, look. Hey, equality. Hey, look. It's a time and place for everything. That's not the time and place. But there is a time and place for you. For sure. 
Oh man, so how did y'all get hooked up with Blue Room? Y'all know some people down there? Man, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it honey. I'm the first Nashville rapper to ever play that stage. So really? Yeah, for sure. There was a time. I, I guess it's, it's enough in the past. It was a time where I was on sign to Third Man. So, um, there was you some, were signed to Third Man. No, no, I was not signed to Third Man. I've never, oh. no, I've never been signed to a record label ever. Oh, what'd you say then? I thought you just said I, you I were signed you, yeah. to Third Man. No, I said there was a time where I was going to sign to Third Man. Oh, oh gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, that did not end up happening, but around that time where that was in the conversation, I played that show. Mm-hmm. That's when I met Jack. And I met him backstage, and obviously it's Jack White. I'm like, which one of y'all's taller? You know what? That is a good question. <laughs> I don't know. He is a oddly tall man. He's an oddly tall guy. Like normally, people look bigger on camera than they are in real life. No, he's yeah. really big. He's my height. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, big, big yeah. dude. And I was like, oh. I wouldn't expect that just watching him on TV. Like, it doesn't matter what he's doing. He doesn't look like a normal person. He looks like Jack White. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, when I seen him backstage, he was super, super friendly. He was like, yo, I'm a big fan of what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, But I had been communicating about stuff like through other people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, Jack is really rocking with you. Like, let's talk about That's blah, pretty blah, blah. cool though. What a compliment. Yeah, no, cause he a real head. Like he really yeah, he is. like he really knows his stuff. So anytime you get like people that are extremely talented artists like that and they're like, yo, we like you. Yeah. I'm like, oh okay. I'm good for sure. It's just a matter of how do I make this palatable and like put it out to the people in a way that actually works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like there was a time in which that was what was going on in my career, and I just kind of maintained a relationship. You know what I'm saying with them folks, and um, did other shows there, um, came to other shows there, just got good rapport with the people, and um, now that you know my responsibility with the Southern Movement Committee yeah. is to kind of integrate the arts, then it would just kind of made sense to do it at Blue Room. And that room sounds so good. It does have great sound. That's a big thing for me too. The room itself, when I first went in it, I saw Auto Lux there. And I was like, man, this place just kind of looks otherworldly. Like, it's just just the way the room is set up. Have you ever been? No, I haven't. It is different, man. It It is is like walking into like a 60s weird like TV studio almost. (laughs) Like, it is... Yeah. It's kind of different. I mean, the wall is curved. It's yeah, a it's a wall. super curved yeah. wall. Yeah. yeah. So it's and all of that is acoustic. And you see oh, like yeah. a studio, yeah. there's like in the corner. I think that the, they used to. I don't know if they still do it. Record. They record vinyl straight straight. Straight in from, from the, show. the show. Are y'all gonna do that? Nah, we're not doing that. Really? We're not doing that. No, no, no. Man, that would be so have y'all did y'all talk about it? I actually know because that's a whole different you you that's traveling gotta be down expensive. another you traveling down another path when it comes to business to 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 make that happen up there but i do think um they really believe in like they really believe in like making making it great yeah that's the thing that i really like about third man is like even if it's really it's not so much the money they're gonna find a way to get the money back but they believe in like we want to make great product yeah that's the anchor for like what's going on up there so it's cool to be able to do shows there well not that jack white doesn't like money but He's, right, right, right. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he leave a lot of money on the table for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that's because I mean, you know, money for money's sake. Who cares? But I think. Um, what were your conversations like with him? They had to be kind of different. We didn't. I didn't talk to him much. I I've only met him in person that one time. Yeah. Um, the conversation is brief, but like, 
my conversation with folks involved in, in Third Man have always been extremely positive and just like even just like catch up conversations. Yeah. Like what's going on? What are we doing? Like how can we support type deals? So, so just an oddball question because you're talking about Jack White. Have you met somebody yet doing this where you were starstruck? Most deaf. Most deaf you were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most deaf I'd be, yeah. I yeah. Read, well, I, I wouldn't say I was starstruck, but I was nervous. Phys- I was physically nervous. But I was like, <laughs> I seen him. I was playing a show. I was playing a festival in New York. I was playing a Meadows Fest, I think. Meadows Music Fest. I'm playing that show. And Jay-Z was headlining that year. So there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Like, and we backstage. There's like a Ducé bar backstage for artists and stuff. So a lot of people is just kind of around. Yeah. I see Q-Tip ride by. Q-Tip would be one yeah. I'd be like, yeah, man, yeah, that's yeah. so cool. I seen him just slide by on a, a golf cart. We was like, yo, Tip. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us a peace sign. <laughs> 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 but I see most stuff in the cut, like by the trailer. <laughs> and he just kind of like casually having a conversation with somebody. And I was like, I cannot leave this area without talking to Yasin. Okay? <laughs> I got to run down on my boy and let him know, like, hey, again, like with Sway, like, we, you don't know this, but we go way back. <laughs> we go way back. You know what back. I'm saying? Like, I, I had to holler at him. And then him and my dad had an experience a long time ago. Um, where he showed my, you know, my dad's a jazz musician, so he yep. he went to one of my dad's shows a long time ago, and my dad would be bragging at the dinner table like, yeah, you know, <laughs> most came to the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was back, you know, back when he was still going by that name, but like, he, I, so I told y'all seen that story. Yeah. He was like, oh, I do remember that. Like, because yeah. he had gave my dad some clothes. I think he had a clothing brand or his friend had a clothing brand or something. Mm-hmm. And they really loved his show and they gave him some clothes. Yeah. So I was like, I told him that story. I was like, yo, so I go on at like three o'clock. You know what I'm saying? 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not the main act. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could just step. But if you want to check it out, <laughs> I, need to have a, I need to have a story I can yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it, it was cool, man. It's very cool. That is pretty cool, man. That is pretty cool. Well, man, I, I know, um, I guess uh, last question, we're about to end uh, here soon, but I was wondering, are you recording any new music? Got anything new coming out here soon? Absolutely, man. I just actually got the uh, a new mix back for this new record I'm putting out, new single. I got an album I've been working on in L.A., yeah, you know, we about thirty songs deep on the album. Lower Antioch. I'm just looking for it. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> the actual. Oh, Los, okay. Los <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Shout out to Stellar, CL, Darian, and Drew. Like this production team out in LA. We've been working on a, a record for like a couple years, honestly. Yeah. Just trying to find, um, find the right, find the right sound, find the right thing. But like, I think. Uh, even like we was talking about Pharrell and Chad and all of that. Yeah. I think for me, like the best system for me is working with a production team. Yeah. You know, that's what's best. I make beats and stuff and I come up with like references and ideas. But when you have like a group of four people that's dialed in on, on this concept and on this album, like I've got this concept album I've been building for like a year. It's really, really crazy. I haven't heard any concept record like this. It has, I don't want to gas it, but it has the potential to give people uh, a listening experience similar to Good Kid, Mad City, as far as like a storytelling record. Mm-hmm. You know? the, so the thing I love about your music is it doesn't sound like, oh, this is a Nashville rapper. Mm-hmm. This just sounds like a timeless musician. That's the goal. That's the goal. Um, for sure. And it sounds a lot more like I know you're just saying that you record wherever, wherever, but 
it it sounds like it's like orchestrated, like it's musicians and stuff like that. It just sounds mm-hmm. it, it sounds like good, timeless music to me. I really yeah. I really enjoy what you do, man. I think you Thank do a great you. job. Thank you, man. I mean I really Now I need that damn shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You see, he trying to. Try I'm to trying so hard. The FBI is back. <laughs> it was a setup the whole yeah, time. <laughs> this is how we got y'all last time. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get you. But but no, seriously, I do. I I I love like your music to me. It just sounds. If I played you, nobody would be like, "Oh, that's a Nashville rapper." Nobody like. Yeah. Nobody would think that, or this is Southern rap, or yeah. it's just timeless music yeah, to and me. It, and it's trying to create, you know, like one of the things I really like what Tyler has done is he's built a world that people understand specifically as his world. Yeah. You know, he brings everybody else to where he's at. Tyler, the creator. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like, that's a very, I mean, of course you, you can hear influences of the Neptunes and NERD yeah. and stuff like that, but like. Essentially, you see a Tyler the Creator video. It's like that's a Tyler. Video. Yeah. So that, that is that, a crazy thing to yeah. me to think like Odd Future and how much we've talked about that. Yeah. How much talent came out of Odd yeah. Future? Crazy. And they did it their way. Yes, they, they did. did it their they way. They did. That's the idea. They didn't bend at all. They and did. the thing yeah. when you listen to Tyler Creator though, the the amount of growth he's had yeah. as a, a an artist is. Unbelievable! God, I like they go from the early the, stuff. They started when they were kids. They were fifteen, teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just like he was going just straight up shock, and now it's way it's different polished. stuff. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah. Oh, that that he. But I do. I find him. I think he's great. I love his yeah. stuff. I'd like to see him in concert. And it's beautiful to have that that liberty to like create your own environment, you know. And that's yeah. why like. I, don't, I wouldn't have like a subgenre I could really place Tyler in either, and, I, and like that's why it's, that's no. like the ultimate compliment is for somebody to be like, yo, I don't even know how to label what it is yeah. that you do. That lets me know that I'm getting closer to creating something that stands in its own space. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for saying that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, anything else you got? No, man. Uh, thinking good, but just pointing back to you, man. Uh, you got anything you want to promote? April twenty first, we at this the Blue Friday. Room this Friday, eight p.m. Pull up. And also, you know what I'm saying, you hang out long enough, you might get you a little meet and three, you know what I'm saying, in a very real type of way. So, you know, keep keep your taste buds prepared. But we got some <laughs> we got some cool things going on. We got a whole um a whole a whole set of exclusive merch that I designed that'll also be available for folks. So it's gonna be a really good time. Well, thank you for coming, man. It's been great. I could talk to you all night. Yeah, for I might sure. do it after we're done recording. <laughs> uh, but um but thank you again. Hey, uh, for real, yeah. Thanks for Appreciate having you coming me, on, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And, the homies, and the homies say what's up, too. They just told me to make sure, like, y'all Young know, buck. we appreciate it. <laughs> but Lido, uh, Lido told me to goddamn... Uh, G-Unit South. <laughs> Yo, Gotti hey. told me to let y'all know hey. he rocking with the squad. Hey, oh, that's, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> what's your handles on uh, Instagram and everything? At Mike Floss Music everywhere. Except for TikTok, it's just at Mike Floss. But yeah, everywhere else, at Mike Floss Music. Holla at me. Mike Floss. Y'all have a great week. Take care. <laughs>